Are you ready to begin? I am. Hello, this is Sad Girl Syllabus, a commentary on media through the ages. Each season, we have a new syllabus to dive into. I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. And we are two girls. Too sad. Let's dive into the syllabus. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Whole new season. Yeah. Season uh, five, which is Six. crazy. <laughs> we can't believe that we've had enough so much follow through. (laughs) (laughs) I know we stuck with it. (laughs) It's a commitment to a lifestyle. Speaking (laughs) of lifestyle, um, food and (laughs) spirituality. That's that's this new season. (laughs) Summed it up. That's the lifestyle that we are highlighting on this season. You know, it's, um, f- food and spirituality are universal. Um, and when, once I actually started thinking about this topic, I was like, wow, whoa, there's so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we're going to go through a plethora of like spirituality and religion, use of food and ritual in sacrifices and <laughs> mysticism in wellness culture um in cults a huge a very sad girl topic um so there there's like i think each episode will kind of overlap in some extent because it's such a broad um swath of stuff of stuff to talk about and get into the way that you cooed sacrifices you were like sacrifice and I just like pictured the like (laughs) (laughs) like ancient Roman like human like human sacrifice (laughs) like (laughs) illustrations that you see of like Vikings like sacrificing people on an altar (laughs) yeah sacrifice (laughs) um oh that also reminds me when I said Vikings it reminds me of David Eggers has a new the Northman this is new oh, film yeah. that just came out. Yes. Um, about Vikings. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the sad girl universe, uh, mm. it all overlaps. Um, but uh, we'll talk, we'll start off by talking about, before we do like hyper specific deep dives into different um, subjects, we'll talk about wellness culture because that's really, oh, that is a good entry point to mm-hmm. talk about like food overlapping with spirituality. Um, when you get into wellness culture, it's like a thorny thicket of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all um, pretty crazy. I think that like wellness culture and stuff um, uh, didn't, it didn't really like have a thriving moment until the vaccine stuff. Mm. COVID stuff and like when um, public health started being discussed uh, in a much more spotlighted spotlit way that's when wellness culture really sort of like blew up I I, I mean in terms of like on a global yeah scale, I guess I don't know 
Yeah, I think at least it became more of a topic in every like day conversation of yeah. and also was I there's a I mean it had been going on for like Instagram mm-hmm. sort of influencer wellness culture had been going on for a while but like also discussing the dangers of it rather than just like mocking it also mm-hmm. became much more of a conversation mm-hmm. of like wait when I subscribe to these beliefs like how far does it go or like where do I draw the line on mm-hmm. on this like influence into my food and diet and mm-hmm. my personal wellness <laughs> and I think that um <clears throat> wellness culture itself stems from, um, stems from a really long heritage or lineage of people who favor like homeopathy, Mm -hmm. Um, like, um, the idea that, um, you don't necessarily need to, uh, entrust your well-being with a doctor. Um, and like, there's a lot of people I think that like um, I, I read in a book once um, a book by like f- these are people who are like fully like the the forefathers of the wellness culture that we know today. Um, it was written in like the 90s and they were talking about how like you have like they're, they're talking largely about like ancestral knowledge. So here we mm. are already get into in the spiritual like there's already a spiritual aspect, but these people are talking about like, you have ancestral knowledge, you know what your body needs. Why would you ever go to a doctor for things like a cold? Like when you have, when you um, have remedies there and like, there are documentations of like herbal, like every culture, the world over has like um, some form of like herbal remedying, like witches and healers and things like that, you know, like that's, that's what they're referring to when they say like ancestral knowledge. Um, and it's just sort of like, why would you ever like go see a doctor when you have something that you could easily like take care of, um, whatever. And it's just like small Mm -hmm. sicknesses. And then, and, um, and then it's sort of just like, you go to a doctor when you have like an emergency, like you broke your leg and you need someone to set it for you or something, or like, um, you have, bona fide like infection that you need medication for that you need antibiotics for things like that Mm -hmm. um and I think that that just gets spun out of control and we have and then like in the um early 2000s we have people repackaging that um repackaging that that idea into like full-on wealth building brands right which leads us to Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) (laughs) is the queen of them all really like she did it (laughs) she's she made it yeah it's a, a strange journey yeah but I would say like there is obviously in wellness culture a basis in a at least a distrust of Western medicine yeah. or um, a questioning of Western medicine. I'm not saying that a lot of wellness culture understands other types of medicine right. or ancestral right. knowledge to in which they're basing this on, but there is that s- thread that kind of continues through. And then, right. 
now you see wellness culture as no, don't take, you know, Advil, take my supplement. Yeah. Yeah. It's $40 that you can buy, you know, (laughs) on my website. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is like when, when Gwyneth Paltrow and her, her company goop, her lifestyle brand goop, um, I roll, uh, (laughs) I always roll my eyes. Like when she does something like that and she sets a precedent for doing that, for like repackaging this whole like philosophy around medicine, Mm -hmm. she's not, yeah, she's just like selling some random supplement. She says that it's like endorsed by doctors and the doctors are like, Dr. Oz, sorry, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, it's just like, there's, there's a fundamental break in the, what homeopathic people are talking about when they say like, you have ancestral knowledge, but when people say you have ancestral knowledge, or like you can look to other cultures for alternative medicine, when they say that they're not saying like, you automatically have the expertise there. They also acknowledge that you have to like, learn this shit. And like, there are, there is like documentation. Like, I think in my head to make it a little bit more concrete, I think about like, um, uh, like I have books on like herbs that grow in the Southwest that were used in like, um, indigenous, like Pueblo native American healing culture. And so like, you obviously like have to read that kind of stuff and that, and that kind of stuff exists everywhere. Like there's, there's different plants that have different, different medicinal properties the world over that people. And, and so, yeah. Uh, so there is expertise in the alternative medicine, it's when people like Gwyneth Paltrow build these lifestyle publications and try to like, and and try to shill supplements at people. It's like, at what point they're just becoming the exact same, um, as doctors. Does that make sense? I made like a logical leap that was. (laughs) No, I I mean, I think they're becoming like this industrial sort of machine just like yeah. the u.s healthcare system is yeah or something like that yeah Thanks. Um, no i mean I, I think that's what you said that is what uh, i, I said, think you said it well <laughs> and it's kind of funny because um there is this long piece i think in new york time magazine uh from a few years ago about goop and like how goop came to be um mm. And it really began with like Gwyneth Paltrow being wanting to recommend people things. Like she wants to make listicles about the best, greatest stuff, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that like moved into this wellness brand and it just like kind of kept like evolving into like, oh, maybe we have one person on and it's like, no, like that's our whole brand now is just having the most out there people on recommending different. And it's always, it's never like, oh, go on a walk for daily nutrition. It's like, buy this thing. Yeah. Yeah. For your daily good. Um, And to the point where like Condé Nast was going to, I think made, a magazine with her for goop and they ended the relationship because Condé Nast was like no like you have to fact check 
And also They're like, like journalism has ethics. <laughs> right. And like, it can't be a catalog in which you're just selling people stuff from your site in everything. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to, you have to have a little bit more um, removal from that. And she was like, mm, no. <laughs> so then she built her own brand empire. Yeah. And yeah. And I was just yeah. like, okay, we'll do it ourselves. Yeah. God. And I think that, yeah, like understanding that it starts out as like just a publication, like she's just like Gwyneth just wants well, a blog. It, right. She just starts as a blog and then it gains and gains traction and it gains advertisements and they have a shop. And then Condé Nast is like, oh, let's make a magazine. And yeah. she's like, okay, now the magazine's in house. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and it's like, I don't know. It's, I mean, this, I'll just say this one thing, but this could really go on like a, a very abstract tangent, but like when you're starting something like a publication, she just wants to like recommend stuff like whatever. And, but also Gwyneth Paltrow is already so popular as a celebrity. Yeah. Um, that, that, that quickly she's going to turn into an influencer and quickly people are going to look to her and say like, um, and, and look to her for like expertise air quotes, um, as they all do as they, as everyone like looks to people for expertise, but like there's, it's interesting that like this crossover between like, like there are bloggers out there and like journalists who want to like, um, who just want to like shape people's thoughts and ideas. And like, they just want to share their ideas and like, and they like want to just contribute to the discourse. Mm -hmm. But then it like, there's a, a point at which other people like then want to have like oh I'm no longer interested in in like putting out ideas I want to like sell product and push product and it gets really hairy when it gets into like when it gets into health stuff and yeah uh and yeah that is exactly what I was trying to say like it just has become an industrial like medicine in an industry basically and um that's not really what alt medicine is all about it's not really what homeopathy is all about right but, kind of yeah. the reverse but oh well. um <laughs> uh so i think that like what's interesting is that the turn that wellness culture has like then took it's like it's supplements it's herbal supplements it's like alternative medicine but then it's then the narrative there's a narrative like a parallel narrative that's like you know if you just ate better mm-hmm. your health would improve greatly significantly yeah <laughs> if you stopped eating all that shit <laughs> removed all of these things from your diet you'd basically be a god or Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Which Maybe she does think that she's a deity. Um, yeah. Um, and, and then and it, you get into detox. Oh, right. Right. So yeah, it's hand in hand. It's like, it's not just like you need to eat like this, like you should be eating these kind of foods. There's also like, you should regularly be cleansing yourself basically of all, but that's what it feels like to me of putting things into your body. Like yeah. you become non-human for a little bit and that cleanse you detox out all of the impurities and then you know you're clean again that's the language around it yeah yeah and it's crazy it is true you like you have to be inhuman because like liquid only diets and shit and it's just like the only first of all you're only consuming like fruit juice 
and like smoothie is like the most yeah. solid it gets, but it's also like highly laxative fruits, like papayas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <coughs> it's um, yeah, you do have to like become inhuman. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about detox culture until just <laughs> until just now. Now my mind is like blown again. Well, so one of um, their CCO at Goop, the chief content officer, um, for a oh, long time. I thought that it was culture officer. Okay, chief I know content, it's content which is such a funny yeah uh, title. Left recently, um, and she has now gone on record being like the cleanse culture of goop is like did such terrible things to like my mental health and to like how I think about my body, um, which is like that my body is constantly needing to be punished um, and corrected, um, which it totally like true. And I, I could see how living in that culture of goop like it would really do a number on you hilariously though she when she came on board it was when goop started getting crazy like (laughs) it went from like travel tips and like here's a best croissant in paris and like occasionally it would have like a sort of weirdo on there but she's she was the one who like brought in like no we need to have everyone like you know the jade eggs the crazy diets mm-hmm. telling you that you're never allowed to have like proteins, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and as like many people have pointed out, like in those articles that they've posted and videos and whatever, a lot of them are completely inconsistent, like telling you that you, you shouldn't have like this, you know, chemical or, protein or whatever in your diet especially around aluminum um or like in your body in any way right but then they go on to recommend products that have those things in it or like chemicals of those things in the product so it's just like okay we're not we're not doing actually any any research at all here (laughs) Yeah. It's just shilling products. It just, it just becomes like, and, and, and also again, this like switch from like a marketplace of ideas to just like straight up, like, it's not even, I don't know. I think that I would have a different take on a lot of this stuff. If it felt like there was actual discussion and conversation around like new research, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just a constant stream of like, Oh, here's like a, a, like 500 words on some shady research about this thing about aluminum anyway buy these five products that are all priced at 120 dollars right um yeah and And, and it feels it's just like so clearly a scam right and that's like goop when being criticized is like they're like well we're not saying it's like the end all be all we're just open to new ideas and questions and stuff but you have people coming on telling everyone that this is fact that this is how you need to live. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, this is like the case for the whole wellness culture and all, like, I don't know how many Instagram things I've seen where it's like, how am I supposed to be in the world if I'm not allowed 
to have hormones anymore, to eat anything, like everything that I possibly can consume is terrible for me now. Yeah. Which I mean, probably to some degree is true because we've, we have fucked over the world, but (laughs) it's like, I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. Like I cannot deal with anyone telling me that I am unable to like to just live, to just live and just, yeah, yeah, I know. And, and that's more of like a larger ill of influencer culture where it's just like, oh my God, now everybody has like some niche where they're like trying to tell me what to, to do. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. And also now I'm see- again, this is something that's like dawning on me. Now I'm like seeing overlaps with like cottage core and like the whole yeah. like victory garden thing. Like you need to be only eating stuff that you're growing yourself. Right. How else, like that's the only thing that you can trust kind of thing. But like totally. you can't because you, you absolutely cannot because like there's microplastics in the soil. <laughs> microplastics, baby. We poisoned our soil. Um, we got microplastics in our blood. David Cronenberg oh, yeah, David is releasing a movie. <laughs> Just Fun when fact, the sad girls needed him. David Cronenberg is a Pisces. Oh, of Just course. Just like me he and is. Mary. Of course he is. <laughs> Making movies about how much he hates his ex wife <laughs> and how we're all flesh wounds, sexual flesh wounds. He's uh, sort of got a point, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we need to get Cronenberg on the pod. He is truly this is a sad the girl. official announcement for David Cronenberg. Please get in touch <laughs> with us, sadgirlcelibus at gmail.com. We really need we have some things to talk about. Um the other the interesting thing though about <laughs> um there's there's a whole flip side to wellness culture, and it's the fact that everybody like knows that they're unwell (laughs) like here's this is the thing um wellness culture probably has such a has such a grip on society and is probably and and can leverage you know their shit to take advantage of people because people do people feel bad like people know and and that that's the other thing wellness culture is steeped in this um lineage of homeopathic alt medicine lineage alt medicine lineage like and, and there's some legitimacy to it, not wellness culture itself, like influencers, like goop, but alt medicine, because people mm-hmm. know that there's that the shit that we're putting in our body is making us sick and healthy food is unaffordable for so much of the population in, in mm-hmm. America, at least you don't have access to healthy food, but then also like literally microplastics in the soil. Um, <laughs> In, our, in our blood. And we know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's so fun to say. And it's so sad. Oh, and it's reality. so sad. And um, yeah. Have yeah. you seen that meme of, you know, the, I don't know where the fuck it's from, but there's like the big boss guy fighting off against that little guy in all pink, you know, that meme format. <laughs> yeah, I do. About? Yeah, yeah. And it was I like. Do big boss guys, boomers with lead poisoning. And then <laughs> the pink guys, their children with microplastics in their blood. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry that I'm retelling a meme. It's like an ultimate sin. Um, I but here I am. 
<laughs> well, I was about to do the same thing with um, a, this tweet that I saw about like, <laughs> so the other, the other phenomenon in all of this is um, like when, when I say that people know that they're unwell, I'm also referencing um, this trend on like TikTok and like Gen Z Instagram. Um, Gen Z years are not on Instagram. What am I saying? They're all on TikTok, but uh, of like being like, I'm a hot girl with IBS and like only hot girls get IBS and like hot girls have like severe diarrhea issues. Um, but there was this one. Oh yeah. This, so <laughs> Okay. <laughs> society is sick. Literally society is sick. This is why we need David Cronenberg to keep making movies. Um, okay. The tweet, uh, is quote, hot girls have IBS is a psyop to condition everyone into accepting worsening health conditions across the board. You don't have IBS because you're hot. You have IBS because you've got a gut full of plastic, <laughs> but, and, and yeah, there's like th- that, like fair point. Like people are, people have made it into like a viral meme to talk about like being so sick, but like the, it's a sad reality. Like we are all very, very sick and, um, and yeah, wellness culture, just, um, like supplement brands, the goop brand takes advantage of that. Yeah. In in a way it's a disaster capitalism. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It is disaster. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. and this is something actually that we didn't really touch on, but one of the reasons we were talking about wellness culture to begin with is that it is really a new spirituality for people. Yeah. Um, That it's a spirituality without a a religious side, without like a a God Um, with but using like all of that same language, obsessions with purity mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and cleanliness, um, detox and rituals. Detox, yeah, rituals are such a huge part of wellness culture, almost to the point where it's like you could just replace everything that you're being told to do in wellness culture with the opposite of it, but still have it as a ritual, and it would be like the same thing. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, rituals are such like, I wake up at 5am and I have Mm -hmm. my hot water and my lemon. (laughs) I meditate. Um, yeah. And it's like, you might as well be a monk. (laughs) I exactly. Because yeah, I do think there is such like confusion of like, how to be I feel this way yeah of like I don't want to be on my phone I don't want to have anything to do with anyone online and yet (laughs) it's all I can do um (laughs) and yet you have a podcast podcast. (laughs) to tell you my thoughts um (laughs) we'll never try to shill a product though except for our own except for our except for this podcast our content (laughs) I don't know soon I will you know have advertising and um I'll be, I'll telling you where to buy the clothes I'm wearing. I'll be showing left and right. On the side girl syllabus, Depop. Product placement. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Side girl syllabus. (laughs) Genius idea. I mean. Mary wore this in the fifth episode. (laughs) 25. 
<laughs> only worn once can be yours for two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. The media brand to scam pipeline. Um. <laughs> uh, and I also thought of another product that we could, uh, a, a fictional product like a one of those like spritzer mists that you, like a like a de stress mist that you can spray on yourself, but you could like brand it as like sad girl tears. You're like. <laughs> way I I want one (laughs) only this is why you can tell that like we all us two and David Cronenberg share the same sun sign we all have the same demented twisted mind (laughs) um but uh yeah it's well and there's something you know it's interesting like when you're uh yeah people absolutely worship these um these ideas about diet and food but then it's also funny because like when you're looking at a detox schedule or when you're like trying to figure out a meal plan, like you do have to like adhere to it like a ritual or else you won't remember. (laughs) I know (laughs) I have done a whole 30 diet and that was like so much fucking planning. Yeah. It's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. And also distracting myself from trying to not think about how much I wanted ice cream or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like the thing, the nice thing about that, that like, again, it's all stemming from like a, like a consciousness, like an elevated consciousness around what you're putting Mm. into your body, which is, Mm -hmm. that's the other thing is like, people have become unwell because they're not thinking about what they're putting into their body. Absolutely. Full stop. There is a line though, where it's just like, um, you can't take, you can't have personal control over everything though. Like at some point, and you can't also like pretend to like blame, like from the perspective of these brands, you can't like pretend to blame it on the individual and just say like, if you followed this, if you follow my supplement schedule, my detox schedule, like then you'll be fine. It's like, well, no, like the other thing about, and, and like the food that you buy is dependent on the agriculture, big agriculture that is that mm-hmm. is selling it to you. So like, you can't get around that shit. And even if you try to like grow, have a victory garden, grow all your own food again, like soil is contaminated from manufacturing companies. And like, based on where you live, all the different things that your environment, uh, your environment has been contaminated by a huge corporation. I mean, I don't know. I think that like this, all this, like you need to take personal responsibility for the food that you eat kind of thing it can get it can really spiral out of control because that's the same thing as like you need to take personal responsibility for climate change when it's like okay bp oil thanks for telling me that like (laughs) (laughs) um and so it 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 just people but but that's i guess the point that i'm trying to make there is like there's such like a top-down discourse that also feels religious Mm-hmm. same way that the church would tell people exactly how to act and like you need to do this this and this so that you make sure that you go to heaven you need to pay us this amount of money as an indulgence to make sure that you like overcome your sins or whatever kind of thing it just um yeah the the mind control authoritarianism involved is also like what makes it very yeah religious it in some ways it really I didn't connect the wellness culture totally with this, but obviously I think a lot of today's wellness culture comes from the secret. Do you know the secret? Yeah. Good point (laughs) of like, you know, just like intense belief and manifestation. 
that like, if you only have positive thoughts and you really, you know, believe you can achieve or like these things are going to happen, they will happen. Um, which I guess there's like, there's nothing wrong in my opinion of like being determined and, you know, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what a lot of manifestation is, right? Like you are focused on a goal and you're going to do it. You work toward it. Um, but the flip side of it, right. Is also like, oh, something bad happened to you because you're thinking negative thoughts. Right. That's spiritual. So that's like illness. Yeah. You know, um, any, yeah, any sickness. And what's really fucked up is like the secret does, I would say, does not shy away from it. Like it literally has people talking about how they overcame, that they cured their own cancer through positive thinking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's interesting because so, so just to back pull, but no just to backpedal a little bit. Yeah. The sorry. Secret getting... is a, <laughs> the secret is a book that came out what in like the early two thousands uh, or yet yeah, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And like and it, Oprah was in on it. Yeah. There was a whole cult around that. Sh- yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was really at the, at the very beginning of the self-help boom. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, the secret is you have the power to manifest everything. Um, and it was really just like a method for how to how to like be a manifestor of your own reality right so like related to like the food wellness culture is like it's still the same thing of like oh I won't allow toxins in I won't allow negative thoughts I won't allow bad food I won't allow anything that's unpure quote-unquote into my body as if I mean it is a really attempt at controlling yeah. An environment that you have no control over really. Yeah. Um, and controlling your body, I guess, like it really, there's such amount of, when you get into it, like anxiety yeah. at the root of like a lot of the wellness culture, um, around like having a body that maybe you can't control, um, that you can't foresee, um, that you can't find cures to sicknesses that, you know, like that maybe you might be in pain at one point, you know? And I think that at the same time, like, it's just, yeah, things it's, it's a spiral out of control. And like, again, this like psychological leveraging of how the human brain latches onto spiritual spiritualization or ritualization, because on the other side of all of this though, like when I think about the secret, I also think about um, on the other side of the coin, this book called The Holographic Universe, which was written in 1991 by Michael Talbot. And he's exploring quantum physics in that book. It's an excellent book. And he's exploring specifically like the holographic universe theories that came out of quantum physics in like the 70s, <laughs> saying that like human brains, um, like or the consciousness human consciousness that is that materializes out of the electrical signals in your brain is what creates your reality and it's like a projection and and the human consciousness is all one but an individual is like an individual's like projections of reality anyway um and he has a whole chapter on and so he goes into hypnosis he goes into like past life regression he goes into near-death experience stuff like that but he has a whole chapter on like specifically like control over the body over your mm. your body and he's talking about um 
a control group of cancer patients, control group who are not, who, who just like go through radiation and chemotherapy as normal. And then another group who engage, who is going through chemotherapy and radiation, and then also has uh, clinical trials of hypnosis where they are actively meditating on their radiation therapy. They're meditating on that, the medicine and they, and they are described like the, the doctors will describe to them exactly what the cells look like, or they will show them imagery of the, of the cancer cells. And then the hypnotist is hypnotizing them into meditating, getting them to Mm -hmm. intensely meditate on the radiation, like killing those cells. And, and, um, and for, like overwhelming majority of the patients that meditation actually like, like worked it. The nuance of that is that it's combining radiation therapy and very controlled and very focused hypnotism and like meditation. And they're going through like a process. And, and so you have that information that is super, super interesting. And then you have it like, um, spun into this into this like psychologically manipulative narrative by the Mm -hmm. secret where it's just like well you have cancer because you made yourself sick and it's like no that's not (laughs) and that's not what like these clinical trials are saying either it's saying like there is medical intervention that's happening and then there's your mind that's like working together with it and you have to like and and it's producing um measurable data Mm -hmm. and and that's it's and that's all that it's it's very deferential in that sense. The other thing that I think is interesting, because like, I also like, it's so wellness culture is so out of control. And like diet culture yeah, is crazy. But then at the same time, like there, you can also like, like, you can also measure when you feel better about like what you have been eating. Um, oh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, again, I did that whole 30. And like, I did feel like I had better energy, you know, I wasn't eating a ton of like sugar. Like, yeah, that's basically, I think that was the biggest part of like not eating tons of processed food or whatever. And I think it's different for other people. I wouldn't say it's like one kills all, but one of the weird things about whole 30, which I definitely think is part of wellness culture. Cause it's like, Oh, it's not a diet. The goal is not to lose weight, which I think we can get into like, <laughs> yeah, not no longer using those words, but they're still diets um but um they go on and on about if you read that book I feel like the book the the main cookbook book of whole 30 is like the most obnoxiously written um book I've ever read and I couldn't even read all of it but they go on and on about like you get to an energy level basically of like, oh, what do they call it? It's like dragon's breath or like tiger <laughs> energy or something like that where you're like pumped, you know, like you're like, yeah, feel good. The um, biohacking language. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, what the, and they keep using it. I wish I could remember what it's called, but it's just like, oh, if you eat well enough, you'll always be in this state of like a tiger energy or whatever. Uh <laughs> dragon energy i don't remember but um it's so fucking dumb sorry that yeah just to say like there's still that's so spirituality like that to me that is like oh my energy levels have risen i'm like i'm getting higher in my spirituality yeah transcending yeah (laughs) um that's interesting because like uh, i had um 
I had an opposite experience when I read through this book, um, uh, a woman code, which is an obnoxious title, but the book itself is not obnoxious. Um, and I see, and it's so funny cause I see woman code cited in a lot of TikToks, a lot of like diet influencer TikToks. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they're just like, again, selling products and like making up recipes based on this book. But anyway, but the book itself is written by this woman who, um, is a medical doctor and like, uh, is a specialist in endocrinology and nutrition. And, um, she was diagnosed, diagnosed with PCOS, which is a hormonal, um, uh, issue in ovaries, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, and Western medicine says that it's incurable and, and they don't say that it's incurable necessarily, but they say that the only therapy is hormonal birth control, right? which sucks. And, um, and so she, that's what like led her to specialize in endocrinology and sort of like getting at the heart and, and her studies, um, what she worked on was like endocrinology, your, your blood sugar levels control your hormones and your blood sugar is controlled by the food that you eat. And so she writes this whole book. That's like explaining all of that, how it all fits together. And then the culmination of it is this, like, here's it's cycle syncing food is like Mm. the, the thing. And she, um, a lot of her clients have like reversed their PCOS through that. And, um, and it's really interesting to like, to go through that process of like actually cycle syncing your food with it, with the menstruation cycle. And, um, and, and it's really interesting how much, like I, the writing was not like an obnoxious self-help book. I actually went through it and like, and I feel, and I do feel better. Like my body does feel better. And again, it's like, it's like this thing produces measurable data that does actually make me feel better. I fully like believe in it. But then I also see influencers on TikTok being like, you need to do this, this, and this. And this is all based on this book. Like they mention the book, but they're fully spinning it into this. Like, you need to worship me. Like I'm the authority mm-hmm. and like, you can read this book. Sure. Yeah. But like, actually I have the recipes. I have the products. I have the supplements, whatever. And, Jesus. and when really like they, they're twisting that book out of control. Like the book is, yeah. And, and she makes it a point to say like, make sure you're, you're never hungry. Like this is not like any sort of restrictive fasting diet. Like you have to be, it's all based on like eating three meals a day, but it's just like when you pay attention to what your body, what kind of food your body, you know, it's, it's stuff like you need to eat bell peppers when you're ovulating and like mm. when you're, but the vegetable to eat when you're menstruating is mushrooms and you know, things like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, And so, yeah, it just, to me, like, maybe the point that I'm trying to make (laughs) with that tangent is that you, like, it is observable that, like, when you pay attention to the food that you eat, you feel better. Right. And because it's so observable, people can take advantage of that to Mm. their own personal and, like, for their own personal financial gain kind of thing. Yeah. Right. It's a very easy thing to manipulate, to tell other people what to do um, and to like, yeah, make it your brand. Um, Yeah. I also wonder, like, there is wellness culture is really big, right? Obviously. And it comes with cleanses and detoxes, but there's also 
connected to it, like, you know, this of a strong self-care movement and like loving your own body. Um, and I don't know where that division lies, but I do feel like there's at the same time where it's great that we are body positive. Um, there's in this, like in a weird way in like the body positive influencers, it's still negative. Like somehow like the self-care can become, it's still like this obsession with your body. Um, and I'm not saying this for large swaths of it, but you do see it on these like wellness influencers where they use the language of body positivity to tell you to diet or like to tell you to do a cleanse or a detox, um, at the same time. Mm-hmm. which is like, wow, language, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, truly. And, um, yeah. And it's just, again, I just, I lose all, um, to me, it loses something when then it just becomes about like, authoritarian like you need to absolutely do this buy this product kind of thing and yeah it's just such a it's such a clear line when people are turning into like a religious like a religious authority about it it's it's super clear you can you can automatically tell I think there was an episode of euphoria about it (laughs) wait in which season I don't remember it must have been one I've not seen the whole show, so oh. things are out of order for me, but um, it's Kat and she's like having this like nightmare where like all of these social media influencers oh, are like yeah. screaming at her to like love her body or whatever. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I do body. remember that. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, just leave, me, let me be like, um, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, that too. <clears throat> well, that was uh rambling episode (laughs) that just basically sets up the whole season the whole season we'll be getting into this basically yeah like there's so much here I have hyperactively ran us through it uh I think at some point sorry uh but there's there's so much on the idea of like how food is connected to ritual spirituality and religion and we see that obviously in wellness culture so so apparent, but obviously this is a much bigger and larger, um, topic in culture and in the history of like how we relate to food and spirituality. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and it, it bridges all of these same things of like, you know, restrictive diets of authoritarianism around food, um, purity, ideas of purity. And, and one thing we didn't talk about, sex uh (laughs) (laughs) which we will get into oh yeah um (laughs) aphrodisiacs temptation man like food you know (laughs) eve ate that apple baby oh my oh yeah we're really (laughs) going all the way back (sighs) uh yeah so it'll be an expansive season Yes. Yeah. On that end. Um. As a reminder, uh, we have a newsletter, a new newsletter. You can subscribe at sadgirlsyllabus.com. Uh, 
The newsletter is basically just to keep you up to date on new episodes, roughly, I don't know, like once a month, twice a month, we'll put something out and, um, yeah, extra you'll get insights. extra insights, maybe some stuff we, we didn't get to, but extra reading, things like that. And if you subscribe to the newsletter, um, you'll be the first to hear about our Patreon that's <laughs> coming up, launching June 1st. So be, be on the lookout. <laughs> it's going to have great stuff. You'll get video content. You'll get sightings of Susie you'll get to see her (laughs) if you're a Patreon member but yeah so sign up for the newsletter you'll hear about stuff first and um as a thanks when you subscribe to the newsletter you get a little you get a reading list and a watch list a little a a sad girl syllabus indeed (laughs) the actual (laughs) syllabus that is the backbone of our pod um yeah sadgirlsyllabus.com for the newsletter and yeah patreon uh, soon. all right thanks mary thanks bethany see you next time bye